They lost it. Let me see it. Look at Adam Schefter. The Raiders. Free! Bro, I don't know you have any! Oh! Oh! Let's go! Let's go! Welcome to Patriots Nation UK, brought to you by me, your host, Matt Inkstar. Hey, how's it going guys, and welcome to another um, episode of Patriots Nation UK. I am your host, at Matt Inkstar, on Twitter, and I write at PatriotsNationUK.com. This week... Um, we've had a bit of a hiccup really with our guest um, I'm guessing he's still ill at this point and probably sleeping and getting well soon so get well soon Mr Guest and we'll maybe catch you on the other side of the Steelers game on Monday, Tuesday for a review instead um, but having said that I have my co-host with me this week it's Nick Fife. how's it going Nick? Yeah I'm good thank you Excellent Um and if you want to find Nick on Twitter, it's at the underscore panic on Twitter. You'll find him there. Um, he chats all sorts of bull nonsense as well as Patriots, obviously. Um, but I'm going to let you lead with this one, Nick. What has just happened the time we've been sitting doing pre-production before we've came on air for this episode? Okay, yeah. So obviously Antonio Brown kind of demanded his release earlier from... The Raiders was granted that release. Um, and in the last five minutes, Adam Schefter has now reported that the Patriots have signed Antonio Brown to a one-year contract. It's worth $15 million with a $9 million signing bonus. So, yeah. <laughs> a bit unexpected. Yeah. Things escalated far too quickly in the last 24, 36 hours or so, really, has it? Uh, yeah, it's... <laughs> When all this started, I wasn't sure if Antonio Brown is somebody that I wanted on the Patriots. He's, um, I think a lot of questions have been asked over his probably mental state over the last few days and couple of weeks. So uh, I guess you have to turn into a total Patriots homer and just say, until we trust. But yeah, there's definitely question marks over it. I it's it's I don't know what how uh, what to say almost really I don't know what to, uh, how to wrap my head around it I mean I'm probably in the same um, thought process as you you're trying to figure it out you're getting all this info of and like fake news essentially of memes going oh, you know Brown sauntering in the locker room or pulling up in his fancy car in the parking lot or whatever it might be, but I mean, going back before that to 
you know, at the start of summer and what, Mr. Big Chest, Mr. I'm going <laughs> to paint my woman moustache a different colour from the rest of my facial hair, um, wanting to be known as something else, and it led on and on and on to cryogenic foot gate, helmet gate, um, you name it, it's almost been an, an ongoing saga all summer, and I just don't know if it's if it's a CTE thing, if it's too easy to say that as being something that's, you know, mentally wrong with him, or if he's just tried to force a move because ultimately he didn't want it to happen, whether it was the Bills or the Raiders. Um, I, I'm not sure, obviously, when he was traded to the Raiders, he obviously signed his, his new deal. So it's there was obviously some desire from him to play there this year and going forward, whether he just had a personality clash with Derek Carr, Mike Mayock from from Hard Knocks. He seemed to get along with Gruden and, and Carr. Um, obviously, there was a story from well yesterday now that he had an altercation with Mayock, called him whatever he's allowed to say, and I'm probably not. Um, and he wanted to, to get in Mayock's face, but I, I don't know if he just doesn't respect Mayock, if he's just didn't want to play the Raiders. I, I don't know. It's... He probably sees himself as a star and thinks he can get away with anything, and he's not entirely wrong, I guess. Yeah, well, quite possibly. Well, I've got a quote here from his introductory press conference, and it says, I'm here to elevate everything around me. I'm here to just be a surge of energy, of positivity and good force, a great teammate, and to bring out the best of everyone around me because we all know it's not just about me. <laughs> okay. Um, well, it, it certainly won't all be about him on the Patriots. No, it's... if we want to swing it around to, to now, you know, dealing with the fact he's signed, what happens going forward, really? Well, what's the first thoughts that's been coming in your head since it's been breaking the time we've been chatting away here? Um, I'm still kind of processing it to be honest throughout the off season when we had sort of like all the rumblings that the Steelers were going to trade Antonio Brown there was uh, it's, it's the social media age so Instagram everyone has Instagram uh, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown it seemed like every other day they were commenting on each other's posts like oh let's play together blah 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 so uh, there's obviously some interest from both sides there, but obviously that's only two players. You don't actually see the the team's point of view, whether Belichick and Casario, whoever is in charge of these personnel decisions, actually sees any future there, or they just think, oh, this is a one, it's a opportunity to get a guy on a one-year deal that we probably would never have especially without having to give up draft picks or or anything substantial to actually sign him. It's just it's just money. Just money. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a gamble that they evidently feel is, is well worth it. 
Yeah. Um, as you as you said earlier, you know, do we just go back to reverting to the in bill we trust and let's see how this plays out? Um, probably more than likely, you know, history tells us it's more than the best case scenario. Really, is what happens here. So, as this has been been happening, um, we've also been chatting just before we came on air about the actual roster and the makeup of the roster and you know they've obviously had even was it yesterday um or thursday night into friday depending on what your time zone is i pushed out an article on the patriotsnationuk.com that was a centering around six things that we would see come sunday or six things to look out for and it aged about five minutes because I pushed it out, went to bed, woke up and Russell Bodine had been released after me saying he's looking like a good signing. Um he's probably someone that could potentially push Karis out of the centre position for the season and take over because he's, you know, that type of player that might be a bit more trustworthy than Karis is. However, that contradicts everything that's then subsequently happened that Bodine's been released and it looks like going forward into the season and probably right through until the end when David Andrews comes back it is um, Ty Karras that will be the centre. So with Brown, more specifically, I think it might be Demaris Thomas that gets pushed out. I might be wrong. Um, I don't think Gunner is the one that get shown the door or put on the practice squad because we want to keep um want to keep Edelman away from punt and kick returns. I don't know. What's your thoughts on it? Uh I think it might be Gunner. Only reason I say that is because he's obviously if he is not the fifty third man on the roster at this point, he's very close to it. They essentially already released him once on cut down day before they traded mm-hmm. Keon Crossan and then they they reverted that decision. So they obviously like what he can offer from a kick return, but they were obviously in a comfortable stage where they were happy with whoever else doing it, whether it's Edelman or Patrick Chung. They, they were going to be comfortable before they made the cross and trade that they would release Gunnar Olszewski. So that that's probably where I would think the decision is but I don't know <laughs> yeah and I guess until we get official confirmation of anything um, then we'll just have to, to wait and see but it's always fun speculating I guess with these things and whether it be <laughs> I don't know historic's probably the wrong word but a trade like um, a deal like this I should say there's no trade involved obviously because he was released um, but when these things happen it's Interesting to speculate as to what might, you know, with the roster going forward, sort of thing. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Twitter's absolutely going mental for this. Uh, yeah, I'm actually I'm, just scrolling through as I'm speaking, and um, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of I'm I'm going through the sort of original Schefter. Well, post on Facebook actually, 
um, just okay. to try and sort of dig through Patriots fans' reactions. And it, it's pretty split, to be honest. There's a lot of people that are obviously very excited about about it. There's a lot of people that aren't sure. Uh, obviously, they've seen his behaviour over the last few weeks, but The talent is obviously something to be very excited about. Yeah, well, I was chatting to um, a couple of Patriots fans on Twitter earlier on, um, just two, three hours ago, about you know what we were speaking about of how this has escalated of all these memes and Twitter and social media in general going nuts for it. And I came down on the side of, I would want Antonio Brown, the player that plays football, but currently not the person until we figure out what his mental state is. I think it's too easy just to take those three letters, CTE, and slap that on his helmet that is new or old or whatever it might be, depending on what concussion protocol you're going through, um, and say that that's what's wrong with the man. It might not actually be anything wrong with him. He might just... As you were saying, he just completely took a lot of a, a lack of respect towards Mayock or the staff in general, the Raiders, and could in this day and age, it seems player power is becoming quite the thing. I mean, we've seen it with Melvin Gordon, or well, maybe he's not the best example because he's not signed a deal yet. But you know, especially with Zeke Elliott, um, Le'Veon Bell last season, player power and and. European football um, soccer with us it's certainly become quite a big thing it's player power and it's possibly a bad thing going forward that if you can engineer a move out by putting YouTube videos online or whatever it might be (laughs) um, that it's happened so so quickly Um, what was that Wednesday they were saying that that was the Mayock altercation of our disagreement or whatever you want to call it it must have been Thursday. The YouTube video must have been Friday, and then the release this morning, Saturday morning. And now, as of Saturday evening, he signed with a new team. Yeah. So, um, but, there you go. But at the end of the day, the, the, the Raiders didn't have to release him. They, they chose that. They, yeah. They, they, um, they, chose, they chose to find him for conduct detrimental, voiding all his guarantee. And then they chose to release him. So they have some part to play in this. I'm not saying they did the wrong thing. Because obviously there is a, an unsettled player there. Oh no, from their point of view, I think they've done everything right. Uh, I can't see, you can't really fault um, the Raiders. Because if you've got someone like that, who some people might call a cancer in the locker room or you know something of that ilk, then you cut it out and get rid of it and cleanse yourself, essentially. So that's what they've done. Um, whether that now means that the Patriots are wrong for picking him up, I'm not so sure, because as a, as a football player, there's not a lot of people that can, you know, you can compare um, and for for who's playing just now anyway. Um, and it would be absolutely ridiculously stupid for them or anyone else not to... Um, pick him up because it's not quite the Kareem Hunt or someone else of you know that's got that sort of dark cloud hanging over him because of 
potential domestic issues or whatever it might be. It's just he's not agreeing with the coaching staff or whatever it is. Yeah, um, th- there could also be a complete change in Brown's behaviour and thought process based on where he is now signed. He'll maybe see the Patriots as having a lot more of an opportunity to do something this year than the Raiders are, than the Raiders mm-hmm. would be. So maybe from his side, there's more there's more give there. Whereas at the Raiders, he maybe thought, this team's bad. They're not going to do anything, so I'm going to get mine. Yeah, well, that's why you're right enough, because um, I remember at the time when he'd apparently signed for the Bills, and he turned around and was like, no, Bills are crap. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't be winning Super Bowls and such like. And then, you know, a brown paper bag of money is essentially placed in front of him. And he's like, yeah, all right, I'll go and play for the Raiders then. And you're like, well, you just turned down the Bills because you're saying they're not going anywhere near a Super Bowl anytime soon. And unless general consensus has changed and whether that's right or wrong my and but my opinion whether it's general consensus or not is that they're not getting anywhere near a Super Bowl anytime soon either and it won't be until they're two or three years down the line of sitting in their new stadium in Vegas that I think that's even a potential to look at uh, in my opinion so for him to go there has seemed a nonsensical move for him you know you're surely you're looking at someone like the Chargers or the Patriots or the Saints or someone that's more likely heading towards Miami in February rather yeah, than... At the same time he was traded, so he didn't have a whole lot of oh, yeah. where, he, where he was going, but he he was the one who chose to sign the contract, so he didn't have to do that. Yeah, and as I say from that quote I said earlier about him you know, being a positive influence and all the rest of it, that's clearly turned out to be a bit false, I guess. Yeah, I mean it's not the first time he's acted out either. Like there, there was rumblings at the end of last season. That's why the Steelers traded him. He wasn't yeah, happy that Juju Smith-Schuster was the whatever the Steelers' offensive player of the year, or whatever. Like, yeah, big, big who cares? Mm-hmm. And um, although <laughs> it's been rumored to happen on the Patriots before as well, there was obviously the stories last year of Tom Brady not being happy that not being playing being named. Patriot player of the week or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, but I, I mean, there's last season there was plenty of people that were saying how wrong um, the, the Steelers staff were and Mike Tomlin was. Uh, you know, it wasn't Bell and Brown that, they were the, that was the issue. It was the Steelers front office. It was Mike Tomlin being a dinosaur and not being able to coach anymore and see past, you know, he's still doing the same repetitive thing after 10 years or whatever it is he's been at the Steelers. That seems to have quickly changed in the last three days that, you know, they are now looking like absolute heroes and in for Mike Tomlin, I saw a tweet was like, you know, he should be getting a Nobel Peace Prize or something kind of thing. (laughs) So how can you change opinion so much and to such a degree in what six months since the trade happened yeah I don't know it's 
it's all still changing, so it's it's difficult to say how things are going to turn out now. Mm-hmm. But I see. Uh, I guess we'll just wait and see. <laughs> I see. Uh, Antonio Brown's confirmed it with a mocked up um, Patriots jersey on his Twitter as well. <laughs> yeah, I think he's uh, photoshopped himself over Dion Branch there. So yeah, if we yes. could just have like one of those Dion Branch Super Bowl performances, please, that that'd be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell. We'll find out next week, I suppose, because um, for anyone that's not aware, he can't actually play against the Steelers this week. He's available from week two, though. Um, how much we maybe see him in week two in Miami? I'm, I don't know. It depends how quick he can learn a dozen plays or whatever it is they need him to um, to work on over the next eight days or so before that game happens. Um, but yeah, ultimately, as I say, to, before we, we end this and have a look at our Steelers preview, ultimately, um, player totally happy with, totally fine. A talent like that, you can't turn it down. As you you were saying, Nick, um, you know, there's no trades involved. There's no picks going left, right and centre. And like we've seen in the shambles that's been with um, the trades happening in Houston and Miami, over the last week or so, um, we've essentially got him on a free transfer, if you want to use a, a soccer term, <laughs> and for what fifteen million and a nine million dollar signing fee, which is nowhere close to, I think, depending on how that for that fifteen million is broken down, it's not close to what he was earning on the readers. So, yeah, I'll take it. Thanks very much. Let's get to Miami in a few months' time. Uh, there, there will have to be some movement here on the the cap space. I'm just looking at it. I think they only have just under seven million dollars free now, so there will something will have to be done. Um, yeah, I think I can't remember yeah, exactly. I think uh, the cap is crap, so they'll all be fine. But it's yeah. just some, something will have to move. Is it not like the the nine million dollars doesn't count towards the cap because it's a signing bonus or something? I'm not going to pretend that I'm a, a I think because I think expert, that's so. I think that's something why the the Brady deal was done the way it was was because his eight million raise for this year was just a signing bonus and doesn't really count that much towards the cap. If I remember rightly, I'm not sure the Brady deal split over like numerous seasons, so it would be different. Yeah, than the, the Brown deal. Um, but yeah, so before we move on to the actual Steelers preview, have you got anything else to add before we um, crack on, Nick? Um, no, but I bet you Jonathan Jones thought he was going to be the story of the day in Patriots Nation. Uh, he signed an extension, but uh, yeah, the, no one will be speaking about that now. <laughs> no, the the underrated um, cornerback will go almost unnoticed now, unfortunately. But I mean, he's... He goes unnoticed and underrated in quite a lot of circles apart from ours. So I think you'll be quite happy with that, to be fair, Tim. And just take a step back in the shadow of Mr. Big yeah, Chess. T- to be honest, I speaking about Jonathan Jones, I think he's left a lot of money on the table here. Um, you've seen some of the contracts that some of the slot corners that have moved on from the Patriots in the, the past couple of years have signed their big money. Mm-hmm. So if he had another good season like he did last year, he 
could have been a free agent and sign him one of those big money deals. So he obviously has some comfort playing for the Patriots and was happy to get his, his future locked up. So, yeah, great for the Patriots. Um, just hope he continues to develop. And I yeah, think that's I think like trust the him. thing as cornerbacks all kind of locked up on long-term deals at the moment. So at least a bit of stability at that position. Um, and with Gilmore, JC Jackson, uh, Jones, obviously, and I think McCourty's got a year left, if I remember correctly, but he's probably the on the shortest contract there. Um, yeah, but he's got, I guess he's, his age has got a bit to play with that as well, yeah. I suppose. Um, that he might almost go year, year rolling, depending on how that plays out. But that's for another day, I think. I think we should um, move on to the Steelers game on Sunday, which yep. we've all been waiting for. We should, um, depending on which way you look at it, it is a nice touch that the um, Bears and Packers on Thursday night was used as part of the NFL 100 celebrations, whether you agree or not. You know, I don't agree from the point of view that it's meant we're waiting until Sunday night for um, the game. I did see somewhere somebody um, wrote saying that, you know, they could have pushed it to the Friday or Saturday night. We could be sitting watching it right now and that way, you know, the, the Patriots as the Super Bowl champions still get that marquee game of of significance. But ultimately, I'm not really that fussed. Football's back on Sunday. Woohoo! Yeah, the, the only reason I don't like it is because we have seen that game on primetime television every year for the past 476 seasons. Yeah, that is also that. And after what we saw or didn't see um, on Thursday night, it could quite easily like not be on primetime anymore. And this big rivalry thing is wonderful in in context, but you know, as you're saying, it's for a millionth time it's been prime time game, so it's it was time to move on and at least try something different, but it is what it is. So Steelers on Sunday, what are you thinking? Um yeah, it's I think it'll be quite a low scoring game, if I'm being honest. I don't think the Patriots offense will come out firing. But at the same time, I think the defense has looked really good throughout preseason and and looked good last year. There isn't a whole host of changes on the sort of back end. There's been a bit of movement up front. But I could see the Patriots winning, but in quite a low scoring game. Like I think the over under on points was like 50 in a 52, something around there. I, I really can't see that many getting scored. Yeah, the last I checked, because um, I was listening to Patriots Unfiltered, they were speaking about it being at, I'm sure it was around about 50, 53-ish. Um, but when I checked last with um, Skybet, one of the ones we use here in the UK that was sitting at 47, and even then I'd be quite happy to take the under on that. Because um, 47 is not... Um, I don't think that's going to be reached unless I'm wrong, but most no. of the predictions I've heard was, what, 24, 17 or thereabouts. <laughs> so that's well under it. So Yeah, that that's the kind of ballpark that I, 
I'm thinking 24-17, 24-20, somewhere around there. I, I can't mm-hmm. see the Patriots getting into the 30s, especially with no tight end. Um, well, I say no tight end, no proven tight end. Um, well, but I, yeah. I've been I've been proved wrong before. Um, I was just to... yeah. So, um, my article that I did, which I referenced earlier about being a bit aged, apart from what I was saying about Bodine, um, for me. Isaiah Wynn is something we should be looking out for. Um, obviously, he was on IR all last season. He was pretty much the the de facto starter. I know in pre-season we had Dan Skipper filling in there and such like, but providing they were comfortable enough with his injuries, um, uh, they're all healed. Then Wynn was the one that they're going with at left tackle, but the cornerbacks... Um, is one I was going to um, bring up to yourself, Nick. How do you see them playing Juju and Moncrief and Switzer et al? Um, I think they go JC Jackson with a safety coming over for Juju and putting Stefan on their wide receiver too, but it might be about time. Uh, the, safe, the safe thing or the game plan would be that, but I'd really, I'd love to see Gilmore just be put man in man with Juju, and just completely wipe the floor and prove that he's the best corner in the league because Juju's stepped up from um, Antonio Brown uh, being the big man wide receiver one in uh, Pittsburgh now, so I'd love to just see him getting wiped out by Gilmore, but I can't see it happening. I think they go Jackson with a safety over the top of them. How do you see it playing out? They could legitimately go both ways. Um, I think Gilmore likes it when he's the one that's sort of locked up with a number one. Mm-hmm. And he can, he can move both sides of the field, but I think we saw an AFC Championship game against the Chiefs where they put, I think they put Jonathan Jones on uh, Hill with Devin McCourty over the top of him and it kind of nullified him with one catch so there's definitely two different ways Hill's obviously a completely different style of receiver than Juju Smith-Schuster is Mm -hmm. Um, so for me I think I'd put Gilmore on him then just kind of try and play man across the board I think you've got the talent there to be able to do it Um, whether you even actually need to have Gilmore shadow them or you can just sort of play your sides I'm, I'm not sure but if, if you were looking to man up I think I'd, I'd prefer to have Gilmore on it rather than one of the bigger corners against JC Jackson and, and a safety over the top I think I prefer the, the Gilmore matchup Yeah no I think so as well I think as I say I would love to just get that matchup happening and just let him prove as to why he's uh He's that the one that's heading towards, you know, a lot of people say he's the best corner, one of the best. We'll just go up against the wide receiver one all year and prove it so. But, you know, obviously a game plan is slightly different that we need to 
play sensibly and not be a bit blasé about it, I guess. Um, but for me, more worryingly from the Steelers' point of view is their um, defensive line and their edge rushers. I could see them causing quite a few problems to Brady and Sunday. Um, yeah, so that, that's what I was going to bring up next year was the actual their line and, and such like and what, what you see um, Brady doing himself. Yeah, their their front seven has a lot of talent. Um, with the sort of Patriots line kind of unsettled now, it's it's a question. Um, it's been said for years the best way to get to Brady is is right up the middle. Um, so without Dave Andrews there, how does Karras handle that? I know he started before and he's been fine. But that was like one or two games. Yeah, that's so why I, I thought Bodine would stick around um, and just fill those A-gaps and you know stop, uh, stop it up the middle. But I, I don't think Bodine's necessarily gone for good. I, I think it's just coming too late to learn the system. They, they probably yeah. didn't think that anyone would, would try to sign him after he was released by the Patriots because he was going to get released by the Bills mm. anyway. So the Patriots just kind of threw them a low pick to to secure him before anyone else had the chance. Yeah, um, sorry, so I, I guess cut you off there. Cut it. <laughs> no, so so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's back um, after he's had time to sort of learn the the line calls and everything. And um, they mm-hmm. maybe just wanted somebody with a bit more familiarity familiarity of the system for the first few weeks, or even just the first week. Um, but I guess that'll sort of come to fruition or not over the the next. Well, I guess before sort of Thursday-ish next week. Um, but yeah, they'll have the... I say the backs have got a big role in this game. Just making sure there's none of those runaway rushers just bearing down on Brady with a free free chance to just go right through him. Um, so probably a lot of running the ball and then maybe even a lot of James White pass protection, which I know isn't ideal because you want him actually running routes. But he's got to be the best one at it. Um, yeah, it's just interesting. There's a lot of questions over the line. So I'm interested to see how that develops. Mm, I think um, from what I've seen in, in pre-season, then Devin Bush um, going up... You know the rookie at uh, Michigan to like kind of climb the the draft to pick him up. Then he's proven why the Steelers went after him the way they did. He he's an absolute truck and just seems to bowl people over. Um, and he's one that I'll be looking out for on Sunday. That's the one that goes probably you know one point oh in in terms of getting to Brady. Um, him and Hayward as the other one I was going to mention is the the other one that I'm quite worried about. The, them two I would happily take um, in the Patriots <laughs> at any point. You know, if you were doing that whole thing like plucking out players from different teams that you would like to see, because um, they're I'm a I'm a, a defensive person. I like seeing them um, do well. I like defensive games. I like the Super Bowl against the Rams. 
Um, so to, yeah, uh, when I was looking at their 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 line and such like for on the defence, then Hayward and Bush were the two that I picked out that can potentially flush the pocket and get to Brady quicker or better than anyone else. Yeah. Not only is it getting to Brady, though, I'm I'm kind of interested to see how their front seven deals with uh, Sonny Michelle. He he showed a lot of burst in the very limited snaps, granted that he played in the in the uh, in the preseason games. So I'm just interested to see how he gets on with them. I expect him to be able to find himself to get up to that second level, but can he get away from the likes of those players? You've got Watt as well, so. Yeah. yeah, there's there's a lot of talent on the on the Steelers, and uh, in, in particular in the linebackers. So it's yeah, their linebackers yeah. and defensive ends are um, some of the most stacked positions I think in the league. Really, um, as we head into the the opening weekend, at least, and, you know. But I'm... there's there's a lot of first round picks there. I'm going through it now. It's there's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of high end uh, resources invested in in that in that line, uh, well yeah. in the front seven at least. Yeah, so, and I um, think the, that was obviously a ploy over the last couple of years from uh, Mike Tomlin that that was something that needed work, and they've kind of, you know, the similar in a, in a way to how the Patriots have built over the last um, two or three years, possibly. You know the offence is pretty much self-explanatory in a way obviously barring Brown Bell leaving but I mean even then they knew what they obviously knew what they were getting in James Conner before anyone else did because they were quite happy for Bell to sit in that um, in his house wherever he stays and um, not play for a year because they knew what they were getting at Conner they seemed quite happy that um, the pick up of Benny Snell this year and you know, they've obviously got Juju, uh, picked up Moncrief. So they're quite happy with their their offence going forward. And that, uh, kind of similar to us with Brady, they've got Big Ben and they're quite happy and trustworthy of him. So it built their, um, their defensive side of the ball was something that I think they wanted to work on and have done. And it's looking kind of scary, really. And that, <laughs> that would like, lean towards your... Um, prediction of a low-scoring game, which I would have to concur with, really. Yeah, I can't really see it going any other way. Not unless something crazy happens. Like I think part of it might numerous be numerous pick sixes. Yeah, I think part of it might be as well as we're speaking about Connor and Michelle that it wouldn't surprise me if this becomes quite a run-heavy game. A lot of the time, that both sides of the ball are trying to control the clock as best they can. You know, pick up a touchdown, go. First one to hit the touchdown, um, or even before that, the you know Brady and the Patriots are um, one of the best, if not the best, that start in drives. You know, if they get the ball, ball one, fifteen minutes on the clock, and quarter one, you would half expect them come eight and a half minutes left in the first quarter, and it's seven nil, and you're just starting off with a Patriots, um, a Pittsburgh kickoff. Uh, similarly, I think that might be something that you'll see different from the Steelers and Big Ben this year. He was for having what was it five five thousand one hundred odd yards or something. I think he picked up last season. He had a hell of a lot of interceptions. 
and he, for a person of his age and experience that shouldn't be happening so I think you might see a lot more um, check downs to the inside slot guys or to Connor himself or Jalen Samuels and um, coming out of the backfield if, um, when he's on the field and yeah again that leans towards a low scoring game because both sides of the ball and the offensive side will want to control the clock by running quite heavily I'd imagine you're not going to see too many 30, 40, 50 yard passes from two well, big bends what 38 Ish. You can still sling it though. <laughs> yeah. Especially but, when you throw like a 10 yard out to uh, Juju Smith Schuster and he takes it like 80 odd yards. It kind of helps the helps the average a little. Yeah. But yeah, that's, he that's, threw that's, uh, six, 16 interceptions last year. Just looking at yeah. it. Uh, it's the second highest of his career. Yeah, exactly. That was a hell of a lot for him. I, thought, I knew it was a high high amount. And but as you say, like a, a 10 yard out to Juju to then carry an extra. 34, 80 yards obviously <laughs> helps the stats. Yeah. But it kind of emphasizes my point that you're not seeing them sling it for, like, I don't know if you saw the one from Rogers um, on Thursday night to, uh, I can't remember, it wasn't Adams, it was one of the other receivers. Um, excuse me, he slung it about 60 yards downfield. You don't, you won't see that very often, I don't think, on Sunday at all. No, so, I, I I agree. It'll be well, Patriots they, they really don't go for that long ball all that often anyway. So it kind of just depends on what the Steelers do, if they fancy their chances at at those deep shots. But yeah, the Patriots you'll see a lot of like deep outs and stuff, but they're not going to see very many goal balls. I don't think. No, I don't think so either. Um, Don't think there was much more I want to touch on really. The the Demaris Thomas was one thing that I'm interested to see on, on Sunday. Um but as I said at the very start with the Antonio Brown thing, I don't know if he makes the team anymore. Um he maybe still will. I think he's still a big enough guy with the issues we have at tight end. Um he could come in still and be that big guy, whether he just ends up being someone to go for in the red zone pretty much to be uh, you know that fade out to the, the back corner of the end zone type of player um, I, rather than seeing Izzo or um, anyone else doing that kind of thing and it might lean towards Gunnar being the one that as you say is edged out of the team Yeah, I think it depends which Demarius Thomas you get do you get the one from last year that or the year before that, that wasn't great, or do you get the one from a couple of years ago who was close to leading the league and whatever stats? I guess the same the same question can go with Gordon. Like they're both possibly well, probably past their best, but undoubtedly have top tier talent. So it, it just depends what you get out of them. That, there's a lot of receivers for the ball to be spread about there. We know Edelman's going to get his. So it just depends where Brady's going to distribute the ball. He's obviously got a bit more familiarity with Gordon. So I would assume the majority of the rest of them would go there. Doesn't have Gronk to throw to this year. So the tight ends aren't going to get a lot. James White's obviously going to get 
a lot in the backfield. And I think it's something they'll try to get more out of Sony Michelle from this year. They've got Burkhead. So there, there's a lot of targets there to to catch one ball. Um, mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see how, how they get around it. But, I mean, Antonio Brown has so much talent. It's, it's hard to try and contemplate how defences are going to cope with Brown and Edelman. Gordon potentially Thomas and White on the field at the same time as well. You're spread yeah. very thin across the field there. So mm, that's one of the other reasons it's um Thomas I'm leaning towards Thomas being the one that misses out, unfortunately, for him is you know, he could end up being the one from last year or two years ago, not the two thousand fourteen Thomas. He's guilty to dropping quite a few balls when they're actually touching his fingers and as you're saying it's a spread of targets and does Antonio Brown now come in as the wide receiver one as of next week instead of um, because obviously going into the season it's been Julian Edelman all the way and that's why they've tried to get him off the punt return and kick return especially Um, but now with these targets going and getting thrown around if you're Antonio Brown, from what we've seen on social media and such, like he will demand a good percentage of majority targets this season, I'd imagine, to prove what he can do and such. Like he's not going to settle for, you know, garbage time touchdowns and such. Like I think he wants to be the man, similar to Ronaldo taking the fifth penalty for Portugal, sort of. <laughs> See, that that's where I'm not really sure, to be perfectly honest. Like, it it depends how much of an opportunity he sees this. Trying to delve into his mind a little bit, everybody now is saying that this guy is so self-centered. He he got himself released from the Raiders. I, I would not put it past him to go to the Patriots with the mindset of, I'm just going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to toe the line and I'm going to do everything right. And then maybe he'll revert to type next year when some team gets good and into giving him another ridiculous contract. But mm. for the, for this year, I could see him being totally pay and just trying to prove everybody wrong and be like, yeah, I'm going to go back to being plain happy Antonio. I'll get my balls. I'll... I'll do whatever, and then somebody will pay me next year, and I can go back to being the diva white receiver that he probably truly is. Yeah, it's. I don't think you're wrong. It's just trying to figure out whether, you know, him towing the line is I'll take balls and receptions when I can get them, or if he's signing on to be wide receiver one and, but still follow in. You know, be a Patriots player and follow the Patriots way essentially. Um, but I think we've cycled back round to where we started, so <laughs> it's probably a good place to finish off on this episode. Um, so, final thing do you want to stick your neck on the line and predict a score? Uh, Patriots 24 20. They will, they will drive for the win, 44. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick with what I said earlier. Twenty-four seventeen with them 
being 24-10 up and they'll concede a late touchdown probably sort of thing. So yeah, 24-17 for me, 24-20 from Nick. Um, anything else before we go? Anything that's yeah, just when Gronk comes worthy. back later in the year, they'll be unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see it personally, but... Uh, no, know. neither can I, but yeah. Stranger things have happened, as Absolutely. we've just seen in the last t- 24 hours. Who would have, yep. who, You never woke up this morning thinking, I'm going to wake up on Sunday to, or go to my bed on Saturday night to say Antonio Brown is a Patriots player, so... Stranger things have happened, and I think we'll leave it there for now. I have been your host at Matt Inkster on Twitter. You'll find me there. My co-host is Nick. Um, you can find him at the underscore panic on Twitter. Um, I write, and Nick will be contributing during the season also to PatriotsNationUK.com. We also have the Facebook page. Um, it's up and running not really active so much in that yet but um, we'll see what we can do in that front going forward it'll be great to chat to everyone there if you're not a Twitter man you might be a Facebook man and we can speak to you on there um, you can find that at facebook.com forward slash Patriots Nation UK um, don't forget to um, don't yeah remember to rate, review and subscribe um, and as you'll have probably heard if you've been listening to more recent episodes, something I've decided to adopt from another podcast I listen to is Pass It On. If you listen to this, um, tell a mate, tell whoever um, is also a Patriots fan and get them to tune in and listen to Patriots Nation UK. And with that, folks, um, enjoy Sunday night. Hopefully you get some sleep or you're off work like Nick is. Unfortunately, I'll get a bit through your sleep and then I've got to go to work. Um, but it's only a half day Monday so it's fine so until then folks we'll chat um, Steelers review next week and don't forget do your job as there are no days off